I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we talk about films we think might be underrated, underseen, or sometimes we just want to talk about them. I'm your host for this week, Josh Hallam, and I'm joined, as ever, by my wonderful co-host, Alice Oliver. It was Alice's turn to pick this week, and she chose Free Willy. So, let's get stuck into it. Alice. Josh, I'm disappointed that you didn't say, let's dive right into it. Oh, the sorry. Hey, I was too trick. busy trying Mr. not to trick. laugh at the title. Oh my um, gosh. Which will never not be funny. <laughs> Listen, you know, we could make lots of jokes about the title Free Willy. Plenty. We're be- we're I'm better sure than we that. will. I don't know if no, we are. We're not better than that. Um, we're not better than that. Um, but let's see if we can have a whale of a time. That's it. That's what I'm here for. Uh, That's what I'm after. Yeah. Keep you thought coming. we were going to go Keep dirty. Coming. You thought we were going to go dirty, and and we went we went fish related because hey? Hey? because it's fine. Um, yeah, penis. We'll mark it explicit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, Free Willy from 1993. So spoiler warnings if you've not seen a film which is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. Um, Alice, you mm-hmm. picked Free Willy from 1993. Okay. So why don't you tell us? And I, and I'll be honest. I am intrigued for this one. I am intrigued. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But first, what's it about? Why did you pick it? Well, I hope I don't disappoint you, but there we go. Well, what's it about? So, Free Willy is a film about how a couple of capitalist bros kidnap and torture a whale for money. Our story starts with Jesse, a troubled orphan who gets himself into mischief by spray-painting graffiti at a SeaWorld knockoff. To pay for his crimes, he is ordered to spend his days cleaning up his mess. While there, he becomes acquainted with an orca called Willy, played by Keiko. Willy responds and connects with Jesse in a way which he hadn't previously with the other trainers at the centre, but... After being unable to get Willie to perform on cue in front of a crowd, I've just realised how dodgy that sounds, but I'll carry on. <laughs> Jesse it learns is hard to get It is hard to get it to perform on cue sometimes. Just, so yeah, I, I, can, I can imagine, Josh, I've seen the messages. Um, <laughs> Jesse learns that those capitalist bros I mentioned earlier plan to kill Willie to claim the insurance money, and this triggers Jesse's attempt to free Willie and take him back to the ocean. So that is what the film's about. Josh, I'm very serious now, okay? If you're going to be laughing why, at all this Because I, I, I'm guessing there might be a message why you picked it, so let's be serious for a minute. Let's not dick about. Serious. Let's, let's not, not dick about. Let's, come on. Um, <laughs> grow, grow up. So, um, why did you pick it? Why did I pick it? So uh, I, I said 
uh, when I chose this that this was quite a difficult one for me. It has been mm. on my list, off my list, on my list. I've been so back and forth with it. I thought, no, I can't pick it. I can't watch it again. And then eventually it came off my list completely. And then I changed my mind again. And I was like, no, I need to do it. I need to bite the bullet, rip off the Band-Aid, whatever it is, and just watch it. Because I assumed and I had thought that if I went back and watched this again, that I would feel all different kinds of emotional trauma, right? Mm. So as I've said before, and I try not to go on about it too much, but it, I appreciate it does come up a lot on the podcast. Um, I'm very sensitive when it comes to animals, and my mm. favourite animals are orca. So obviously when I was a kid, I loved this film so much. Like, I, we had it on video and I watched it over and over and over again. It was one of them, you know when you get obsessed, similar to yeah, yeah. Ewoks, The Battle for Endor, uh, <laughs> where you just watch it over and over again. It's your favourite thing ever. And I loved Willy. I love, you know, it, it sort of started... <laughs> oh, man. I loved the whale, Willy. And... I love, you know, that sort of brought me on to kind of loving whales and dolphins yeah. and yeah, sea yeah, mammals. Yeah. It, was a and all gate, that. it was a gateway willy loving drug. It was. It was, it was a, ga it was a exactly gateway that. whale drug. So it meant it meant quite a lot to me when I was a kid. But obviously yeah. you get a bit older, you look back at actually what went, you know, what was going on, what was going on with that whale, what we know has gone on with well, orcas yeah, in captivity yeah. since and all this. So I, in my, it was deep in my soul somewhere. And every time I thought about it, and especially every time I thought about the music, because the music gets to me as well, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. I just, it just triggered, like it triggered, triggered a really strong yeah, emotional yeah. response in me. So that's why I was so back and forth with it. But eventually I thought, no, nah, I just need to watch it. I need to get over these demons or whatever. I think also I was kind of filled with a lot of guilt as well, kind of about enjoying the film as a kid. Yeah. If you know what I mean. And so kind filled of think, with guilt now about enjoying it then. Yes, exactly, which yeah, I know is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Like you can't feel yeah. guilty about something you did when you were like or six or seven. You can't control it though a lot of the time. Also that, you know I mean? yeah. And the other thing as well that kind of goes off that is when I was a bit younger, I went to Thailand and um, we rode elephants, you know, when you go on mm. the elephant's backs. And obviously I look back on that now and think, well, that's just a horrific thing that happened and those elephants were just in such a state. So I kind of put all this together in my mind and it's just, it's been a, it's been a, a, a tumultuous few weeks for me, Josh, <laughs> trying to decide whether to pick this film or not and thinking about how I was going to feel when I watched it. So long story there, apologies about that. Um, but also having looked at the critical reception, I think it's a little bit underrated as well. Right, I don't think okay. it's underseen, but I do think it's underrated. Yeah. So in terms of under, in terms of the concept, it's underrated, but also you sort of you're exercising a bit of a demon, having a little bit of penance, sort of thing. Is that how you're seeing it? Sort of like that as well. Yeah. And and it because it was very much a revisit at first because I didn't think I in my mind I was like, there's no way this is underrated. I bet this scored loads because there's a fucking killer whale doing tricks for your film like how is that mm. how is that not going to be rated so highly and it was really quite not you know just underrated for me so i was like oh well then there we go it's, it's back on the list and here we are doing it so anyway <gasps> take a breath aj um why had you seen this one before josh no no so, so i i i thought i what? might have done but i think i think maybe i've seen clips of it bits of it but i've wow. never sat and watched it start. i've obviously heard of it because there's a few sequels as well and i think i might have had videos dvds with adverts for it or whatever but i don't mm. think i've ever watched it start to finish ah. if i did i don't i don't remember okay. i knew the only thing i knew about it was that it was about a whale in captivity that they were trying to mm. set free and that he does a big jump at the end mm. that's like all and, and that michael jackson did a song for it because mm just because it's a famous song. Um, yeah. So so no, I hadn't seen it. And I was really intrigued to see why he picks it because I, I, I thought to myself, 
she loves orcas. She hates fish. She hates open water. She hates animals in captivity. She doesn't like animals being used for the this sort of thing. So many different things. It's going so on like, though, it was isn't such it? a contradiction. I was like, is this like I a know. like you know, is, like I said, is this like a my thinking was, is this like a penance? Is this like a self flagellation almost? Like, if yeah. a, I'm gonna pick this and like yeah. rake rake over my over myself. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You shouldn't punish yourself now for enjoying mm. a film when you were a kid mm-hmm. that you had no control over the making of. Mm-hmm. And to be fair to the film as well, and we'll come on to this, I don't think it is, it's not pro-captivity. No, not, it's not a, at all. If anything, it's the, it's it's the story, opposite. Yeah. Um, let's get stuck into it though. So, the, so no, I, I hadn't seen it before. Okay. I was really, really interested to see uh, what why you'd picked it. Mm. Come on to my thoughts, you know, shortly. But first... Yeah, you must have stuff to say about this. So let's follow the format. What did you like about it? Give it to us. Okay. So what did I like about it? So I do <clears throat> I do like the story and I do appreciate what the filmmakers are trying to do, even though the whole thing does feel like a bit of an oxymoron. So the film obviously seems to be trying to draw attention to how cruel it is to keep an animal in captivity like an orca in a completely inappropriate enclosure but then whilst also using what is clearly a very sick whale to perform for you in the film with the filmmakers and everyone involved is going to be making money. So I'm not going to ignore that, but I'm just if we're just focusing on the story first and foremost, so obviously we've got Jesse who's struggling in life. His parents are nowhere to be seen. We see him asking people for money so he can buy food. We see him stealing food. He's distrusting of authority. He just generally doesn't seem to be having a great time and he connects with Willie and Willie in turn connects with him. And I do find their relationship very touching. Oh, fucking hell, this is impossible to do without just sounding so dodgy. Why Willie? Why do you call him anything else? Anything else? Yes, the relationship with Willie was very touching. Oh, goodness me. Um, but they bring out the best in each other, the two of them, and we really see Jesse kind of soften and mature as the film goes on. And I suppose this is him kind of feeling what it's like to love something or to be loved for the very first time. So, you know, it's all very sweet and all that. And there's this really strong theme of family here as well. So no matter what that looks like, whether it's you and your parents, your foster parents, authority figures, friends, colleagues, or the whale family unit, and through Jesse and Willie, a lot of the emphasis is placed on the importance of having that support unit around you and how difficult it is to function, whether human or whale, when you are isolated from others and you don't feel any affection or love from anyone else, I thought. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. So so my that was my my overall feeling about what I liked about it was 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 pretty much uh, echoing. That's probably a thing. Um, definitely. You, oh, yeah, definitely. Echo, definitely, echo yeah. location, echo, they use that, like don't that. they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that that's what that's what I thought which which is, has a really nice message about family, but also that idea like you've touched on there of like two souls finding each other mm. and helping each other out. You know, Willie the whale is very, very miserable. Jesse the boy is very, very miserable, and they meet each other, love each other, help each other out. So I did enjoy Jesse's arc from you know, he he's not homeless, he's he's in the system as it were. Mm. He's he's he seems to be, although it doesn't go into it loads, but he seems to be bouncing from foster family to foster family, determined to go and find his birth mother, having, you know, a difficult, strained relationship with his social worker or whoever McKelty Williamson mm. plays. I'm not entirely sure who that is. It doesn't really matter. But I also thought that was quite an interesting 
interesting bit of representation, really, when you think about 1993, and also quite dark, you know, for mm. a family film. And this is a family film. It's not, this isn't, and I'll come on to that later. I would say this is on the, on the, on the younger end of a family film. Mm-hmm. Um, in, I'm not talking like Barbie Nutcracker for three-year-olds. I'm talking about, you know, your, your eight-year-olds and your or upwards, I suppose. Yeah, certainly. And I think because because Jesse is our main character, you really you only really get his viewpoint on anything. Like there are a lot of adults around him, but you're not really you're not getting sort of their point of view on things as much, are you? So I do think it is very child-led, even though there's, for the most part, there's just the one kid in it. There's a couple of side characters, but it is pretty much just him. But yeah, I think that does lend itself to being more targeted towards a younger audience. Um, Just need to retract very quickly as well. I described him as an orphan earlier on, but he's not, is he? Because his mum is still alive. She's just abandoned him, isn't she? It never actually says, does it? Well, he he's, just thinks she's coming back. He, he doesn't thinks he? she's coming back. I suppose uh, what you can take from the film is he has no contact with his biological parents. Yeah, I'm sure he says his either his dad has died or his dad has definitely mm. gone, or he doesn't know who his dad is, mm. and he wants his mum to come back. So no, it never says explicitly he's an orphan, but no, it, he no, has no contact with his biological parents, and he is desperate for that contact, particularly with his mum. The music is another thing that I really enjoy about this. So it does, ju- it absolutely breaks me. There's a couple of little motifs running throughout, one of them being that little tune that Jesse plays on his harmonica, like, mm. doo, 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 doo. like just a really simple little thing. But then it kind of goes on and it becomes and melds into the sort of non diegetic music as well, and it becomes part of the score. Um, and the nostalgia for that sound just kind of really hit me hard when I heard it. And there's a few, this happens a few other times as well with like other little motifs. And I really enjoy that technique, you know, um, of kind of moving from from diegetic into the non-diegetic. I think that's something we've spoken about before. Like I do enjoy when that happens. I think it's quite sophisticated and it's really engaging, really draws you into the world. Um and then just bouncing off from that as well, some of the general diegetic sounds I thought were great and quite powerful, like the all the different sort of whale sounds, so like the whales calling to each other, fins and tails splashing in the water, blowholes, the sound of spectators banging on Willie's tank. Like throughout the whole thing, I found the use of sound just really enhanced what we were seeing on screen and evokes quite a strong emotional response, or it did for me anyway. Yeah, definitely. So definitely, I think I hadn't thought that much about the music, I remember the opening shot with the sort of glistening sea or ocean thinking, oh, this that's really quite striking with the music as well. But now you've mentioned the sort of sound edits and the sound effects, particularly the use of the whale sounds, I think Mm. it's really, really well done. And the other thing as well is with the music is I didn't notice it. And I don't mean that as a criticism. I mean that as like, you know, the way we touched on, for for example, um, I'm trying to think now, like you've got mail, for example, you Mm. mentioned that you didn't like the plinky plonky music that's sort of going, this is how you should feel now. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas in this, I didn't notice it. And quite often, I think it depends what you're going for. You know, some action films, for example, like I remember with True Lies, very much noticing the music, but that definitely being a choice. Whereas in this, I think you don't notice it in a in a good way, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and there's a there's a little there's like a really little playful motif as well that plays when it's like the first moment that Willie and Jesse sort of start connecting, and I think he brings his fin out of the water and he does a little wave and stuff, and it's so like it's so gentle, and oh god, I feel like I'm going to start crying, and it's just like <laughs> such a 
like such a, a not not like a contradiction, I suppose a, a juxtaposition to have like this such gentle music and Jesse's got such gentle feelings towards him and he seems so gentle and obviously Orca in the mm. wild, not very gentle at all. No. Expert hunters, some <laughs> yeah. of the most, you know, incredible predators that we have on the planet sort of thing. And I don't know, I just, just really like it. It just made me feel a whole bunch of stuff, Josh, really did. Just finally, I'll move on to... So the the general ambiance of the film, so some of the times I found it really enjoyable and really comforting. And it, there was points where it reminded me of Field of Dreams. So I think this was to do with like the look of the landscape and the sunsets and old trucks and the slight baseball theme that's in there. And this was all kind of in stark contrast to the feelings inside the adventure park, which is all really cramped and claustrophobic. It feels dirty to me and unpleasant. Mm. And then visually as well, there's this brilliant shot um, it was used a couple of times and it's obviously really shitty CGI but I, or green screen, but I really appreciate what they were trying to do where you've got Willie's pool in the foreground of the shot and then the ocean in the background. Yes. But it's like the shot is split perfectly in half down the screen. Um, and I just really appreciate what they were trying to convey there, like with showing the contrast between the two between the two settings or between the two habitats sort of thing. Did you um, think they... Uh, do you think they... Sorry, I a little bit there. Do, do, do you I? think that they have made a conscious effort in this film to make the sea park look crap, like look, because it's not meant to be doing very well, is it? The whole villain's plan is that they're not doing well, so they need money. So do you think, mm. because if you didn't already know this, I was reading a little bit about this, but apparently SeaWorld were on board a little bit and then eventually decided they really didn't like the message mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and mm. sort of said, no, change the ending. And they said, no, don't, no, we're not changing the ending. And then SeaWorld mm. presumably distanced themselves from it. I'm not too, obviously mm. it's been a while since it came out. I haven't done that much research about it, but reading around the film and mm -hmm. stuff like that, I get the impression that it's very much an anti-Wales in captivity film obviously yeah. because they set it free. So do you think they've gone to lengths there to execute that message? And do you think they achieved that? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I do think they do. And, and the, the sort of the feel in the water, in the park, in the adventure, is it, what's it called? Like the adventure center or something, the Northwest adventure, something. It's something um, generic in it. It's might just be adventure it, park. Yeah. yeah. Um, like it feels, it feels grim. Like it, it doesn't even feel like a full length, like leisure center swimming pool. Like it doesn't look even no, it, 25 looks, meters. He looks massive in it. Yeah. And it's not enough for him to run around, swim around. He can't run. He's a fish. Um, but you know, like he, he's a mammal. Uh, he's a mammal, Josh sorry, a mammal. but he doesn't he's have legs is the point. <laughs> he, does uh, not he, have legs, he, no. he, he looks massive in it, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's, I find it as distressing. I find it distressing for the viewer because of that. And because the whole thing, everything around him is just so awful. And then that's why when Jesse comes in, it is like this little ray of sunshine for him. And it's, it's something for him to engage with. And it's something that he gets some sort of emotional response from. Cause as far as I know with the, obviously, like I say, I'm, I'm no whale biologist, but from what I've read and from what I've watched and everything, whales, killer whales, orca especially, are very complex and they're very mm. intelligent for animals. You know, the way we measure intelligence anyway. They've got massive brains. They've got part of the brain that even we don't have. 
and they're so capable of complex kind of family structures and complex hunting patterns and, and sort of learned behavior as well. Like a lot of what they do, they teach their young to do things. They don't just run off instinct like so many animals do, mm. which shows a higher form of intelligence then. So just when you think about all that and you put it all that and you see it in that tiny little tank, ugh, like it's, it's, yeah. it's brutal. It's painful. And I, d- I did find it painful, but ultimately I am glad that I watched it. And I'm definitely glad that I picked it as well. Okay then, so we'll move on then to talking about things that we perhaps didn't like about the film or we wouldn't change. Now, we may touch on the obvious in this section. So if you are feeling particularly sensitive around things like animal captivity, then perhaps skip this bit uh, or come back to it when you're feeling a little bit more like you're up to listening to it but don't worry if you're not because this is literally your choice to put this podcast in your ears and press play <laughs> um alice we're probably going to touch on the obvious but what well, don't funny. you like about the film and what it's would you funny change that you should say that because i do i, I had I, I was going to aim to start this by saying i'm not going to go on about it too much yeah I'm, and i'm going to try and keep it very short about the things because i know Not everyone feels like I do. I know I'm just really sensitive when it comes to animals. That's just how I am. That's just me. I can't help it. But I don't want to bang on about it too much because I know not everyone thinks the same. I'll see what you say, but I probably feel more or less exactly the same as you and I think a lot of people um, do. Um, And I just thought it was important to say. Mm. I, I know it's... I know it's a, it's an issue that that people might have no feelings or some feelings or whatever yeah. about, but you know sometimes things like this. I've been listening to podcasts where they might touch on an issue that for some reason it just hits you that day or whatever. So yeah. so, so you just know, good to let people know. It's just good to let people know. So so go on. Let let's touch on the obvious first, but let, okay. we won't we won't labour over it too. No, hard of course not. Because I won't, it, I it almost goes without saying that this film was made with a with an orca that was in captivity, Kaiko, mm. who um, obviously. That is not a well. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Is it still in even a practice anymore? Do they still keep orcas in activity or is that pretty they much? They do, yeah. They, right. Apparently, they. I think they've agreed to not capture anymore. Right. But... They right, they are still in captivity, and as far as I know, they're still breeding them. Right. Okay. I mean, it's so it's such a complex issue, but go on, let's yeah. get stuck into it. So obviously, Keiko is very unwell. So his fin has flopped over, and he's got a skin infection. So the visual cues of his poor health are really obvious, and I find it difficult to look at him. Yeah. Um, I find it a bit rich as well that the American Humane Society put their message at the end, saying that no animals were mistreated during production. But Keiko is in that pool that is far too small for him and he's being forced to perform tricks when he's unwell. So for me, whatever way you cut it, that whale is not having a nice time. So it doesn't sit right with me that they still get to put, just because they weren't actively, I don't know, beating him, hurting him, whatever, mm. that whale is still having a shit time. So that for me, that you can't put that on your film. So that, but that's just it's, my it's personal that, opinion. It's that argument, I think, that people construct to justify stuff, isn't it? So It you just know. makes me think that the whole thing is bullshit, this American yeah. Humane Society. What I think happens, like with any kind of, you know, moderator or whatever, you know, health and safety nonsense, someone just turns up, spends a day on set, they get to tick a box, the, the, the production, whoever it is, get to tick a box and say, oh yeah, we have the Humane Society here, therefore all the animals are fine and nothing bad happened. But they're not there every day. They're no, not there every no. day to see the production. They don't see the horses falling. They don't see the fucking dogs getting beaten. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I said I no, wasn't going to go you know, on about it. No, no, but look, look, listen, listen. This is, you know, if anyone is listening out there, this is very much our opinion. Yeah, um, always. It's always just my opinion. It's entirely, it's an entirely opinion-based podcast. But for me, yeah, that whole idea of, oh, well, to raise awareness of this issue, we've employed this issue. So yeah, that's that whole thing, thing of, and look, you know, before I say anything more, I am not a vegetarian. I eat meat, I eat fish. So I'm not going to labor the point too much because I feel a little bit hypocritical because I'll eat, I'll eat, I, I do eat free range and stuff like that. But ultimately I'm still eating an animal that's been killed for me to eat it. So that's, I'm not going to go into it too much. But, you know, this idea of, well, we, we've employed the thing to, to draw attention to the thing. Well, it's like people who say, well, if it saves the lions for someone to pay $10,000 to, to kill a lion mm. and hunt it, then is that not, you know, is, is that not acceptable? And again, this is, this is, this is an opinion, but can, that money can be raised other ways. Yeah. You is, know, there it's not, way, it, is there a better way yeah. than shooting the lion? Yeah. So, so, <laughs> what I always so, think about that yeah. is as well is make it a fair fight. You want to fight that lion? Yeah, give him you a go gun. ahead and fight that lion. Give that lion I've got a no gun. issue with that. <laughs> You've got a gun and you're hunting it with a gun. It's yeah. like not really fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at um, you. You conquered it with with you conquered that living animal with a gun that would put a hole in a tank. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, exactly. done. Well, well done. Well done. Well done. Oh, Bravo. Everybody's yeah. very proud of you. Uh, well, um, sorry, go on, as you were saying. Anyway, moving on, though, to the actual film sort yes, of qualities that. that weren't great. This is yeah. the film. So Laurie Petty, who plays Ray, right? So Ray's character I find pretty inconsistent at times, and I don't know if it's the script or if it's her acting, but I don't think she's that convincing. And very often she is just exposition dumping about whales. Like she'll just reel off loads of facts about Orca and it feels really unnatural. And I think there could have been a more sophisticated way to get that information into the script than just, oh, whales are this, this is what happens when they do this, and so on and so forth. So I felt myself being unable to connect with her in the same way that I did with some of the other characters. So even Jesse's foster parents, I could really empathize with and I really felt for them. Um, But there was a scene where like Ray would say something not very nice about Willie, like how he's just difficult or she'd look really annoyed at him or mad at him. But then in the next scene would seem to know perfectly well why he's acting that way. It's like, Mm. oh, he was taken too young. He's the enclosure's not big enough, all this. So it was kind of just felt a bit inconsistent, her character. And I didn't really know how to take her and how to digest her. Yeah, I know what you mean. There is a little bit like, there's a bit of like, oh, he's such a pain in the ass, this massive whale in a tiny tank that we've got. Yeah. And it's like, and she does say, doesn't she, about how I, how I, she's going to go and get her PhD in marine biology yeah, and go and be a marine biologist. It, yeah. So, so maybe, maybe that's meant to be reflective of she knows some stuff, but she doesn't know all the stuff. But I think, I think you're right. I think pick a lane. Yeah. It was like, just, because and because it felt because there wasn't enough, and this was another one of my dislikes that I was going to get onto, but I'll come to it now. Because there's not really enough character development for anyone except Jesse yeah. throughout this film, I don't think. So I just didn't... It made me not be able to believe anything that she did or said. I know um, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. She's, and think, she's almost there to progress. The, she's almost there to be the character to fill in gaps. It's to give you the info, isn't it? She's yeah. there to give you the info about the whales and what is, you know, what is correct and what isn't. Because obviously there were a lot of uh, mistruths about whales, you know, about why their fins flop over, about how long they live mm. in the wild, etc. So she's there to kind of put all that right. So I get that, but it was just so formulaic. It was literally mm. just say the words. I say the words, and that is that. And I was like, oh, you could have. There could have been. There's better ways. There's yeah. better ways. Do you Bin like working wants. here or not? Yeah. Do you like? <laughs> Like, do you like Willie or not? What do you want? How much do you want? Um, What else? What else? Um, So towards the end, Jesse and Randolph, who uh, works at the park as well, so they've stolen Glenn's truck, so Jesse's foster dad. So then when Glenn and Annie, who's the foster mum, realise that, they try to get through to him using the radio transmitter thing that's in the truck. But then Glenn and Annie have to change the location to do that, right? Because they haven't got one of those things, one of those radios in their house. They can't get through to him, but then later... Jesse tries to contact them through the radio. So he picks up the radio in the truck and he's like, Glenn, Annie, are you there? And all this. And I'm like, why would he do that? He thinks they're at home in bed. It's a little bit of a hole. Does he think they've gone to, because they're at Glenn's place of work because he's got one of those radios there. I was like, there's no explanation as to why Jesse would think to contact them that way. And I was like, like you've said a few times before, it's it's those conveniences. It's about, oh, we just need this bit to happen. So that they can... Or whatever, yeah, that happens so that they can progress the ne- to the next beat of action. Yeah, but it didn't make sense, uh, and I just really noticed it. Um, <laughs> I feel like at times that sort of this relates a little bit to the lack of character development in some areas as well. But I, I felt like at times it was a little bit slow, and I don't know if an adult watching this for the first time, but you can tell me more about this, would get that much out of it because of the pace of it. 
So if you think of other family films or kids films like Disney, you know, they're full of story and characters and narrative, but there were moments in this where the momentum dropped and it sometimes felt like that they could have used that sort of dead air and that dead space mm. to be developing the characters a bit more because all the bits, all the action bits are really cool. Like yeah, there's yeah. a good action bit at the beginning. We see him um, with the whale in the middle and then they break the whale out at the end. Th those bits are great, but in between there were these little lols and I was just like, just wanted to see a bit more. I think a bit more development. Yeah. So I mean, I'll wait. I'll weigh in it. I'll, I'll weigh in on that now, if you don't mind. I'll wail in on that. Um, Wailing on um, it right now. That was my overriding reaction to this film. So that's okay. why I was asking you a little bit like the nostalgia. I think that I think nostalgia probably did do a little bit of the heavy lifting oh, for you. Yeah. My overriding feeling when watching this. Now, don't get me wrong. I like what I liked about it, which I said at the beginning, which is covers some good concepts it does it quite well and i like jesse's character arc and stuff like that it's a fairly serviceable family film but my overall feeling as as an adult man watching it on my own was was mm. i was bored yeah yeah uh, it, i thought yeah. it was i thought it was slow um mm. like you say it, it i that's so i think that's why i said it was on the kids side of a family film because mm. i can imagine the kids watching this with kids being quite engrossed in the scenery and what Willie's doing and what Jesse's doing and see a lot of it's through Jesse's eyes. So seeing the world through Jesse's eyes and stuff like that, whereas I found myself being like, this is a little bit dull. It's sort of a bit plodding. They don't actually decide to set him free until about 30 minutes to go. Mm. And it's a two hour film, you know, a little bit generic in, in, in places, no idea what the villain's real plan is. He's just a forgettable sea park owner. Yeah, really, um, really um, two-dimensional, aren't they? Yeah, yeah it's the, just the like, guys. make yeah. money, I'm going to make yeah. money. Like, Kill the whale, fuck yeah, the whale, I like, hate the whale. And also, yeah. right, what I noticed, wouldn't they, I don't know, I'm not an expert in whale insurance, but wouldn't they get the insurance money if he escaped? Well, well, or would you be no, like? Because they said they didn't. Well, they didn't have theft insurance. Oh right. They, they must have only had. <laughs> I must death have missed that line about. Would, yeah, no, they said it. They said theft, it. They don't have theft insurance. insurance. Exactly. Because why would you? Why would yeah. you get that but, insurance? Yeah. You know so, I mean? so my over. I don't have anything else about the dislikes. It is a decent family film, but I just, I just thought it was bored. I was bored. Yeah, made some amazing shots at mm. the beginning. Quite like the ending. I liked some of the stuff I liked, as I say, also quite like, I really liked that it delved into foster care and, you know, children with, with issues like Jesse has. And I thought maybe even more, it's almost like they could have gone darker with it and made more of that, but then it wouldn't have been a good mm. family film. Because mm. I know, I believe in the original script, Jesse was mute. Yes, I, I've and read like this he, as well. And he was yeah. obviously meant to be sort of a little bit traumatised. I think I'm getting from that that he was, you know, he was traumatised or he, he mm. was extremely shy or he had mental health issues or whatever. And then they, they changed it into, you know, he's a bit more streetwise or whatever. Mm. And that was probably the right decision for what they were going for in, definitely in, in this. I so, yeah. You make, you make Jesse a mute and it's a, it's a 12A awards fodder film, isn't it? Yeah, and I you think know, a lot of the kids that the film is, I guess, meant to be aimed at, aren't gonna relate as much no no so so yeah for me i don't have anything else for dislikes but it, it i'm sorry it was boring i was a little bit bored in places okay then so we will move on to talking about the critical reception then so i haven't seen how willie was received um <laughs> sorry 
No, that was that was good. It was I good. I, I, it's just, I can't help it. I should um, have expected it. Yeah, uh, uh, you should have expected the Willie jokes. Um, anyway, we, so I haven't seen out the critical section, but you've said that you think it's undersee. Uh, sorry, underrated. Underrated. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know. So it's got a lot of value for you, and you yeah. picked it before you'd watched it again, which yeah. I think I think that's counting for a lot. The fact that you picked it before you'd watched it again. Yeah. So I think. I think you think it's underrated because it. I think you're probably giving it like a seven or an eight. Mm-hmm. I would give it. I think the issue. I sort of the the issue I had with it was maybe not fair because it is a decent family film and maybe mm. the target audience would like it more. And I was just a little bit bored. So to be fair, I'm going to split it down the middle and say I would give it a five. Okay, that does that... hurt me a lot, but there we oh, are. Oh, really? Yeah, no, but I understand. I understand. That makes sense knowing that you hadn't seen it. Yeah, like, and I think, I think, think if I had seen hit. it when I was a kid, because mm. there's probably been, I can't think of something in my head, but I bet there's been one, or there certainly will be one at some point that I watched when I was a kid, and you've gone, I don't, it's, I don't get why you like it or whatever, and, and, yeah. and this might be yours. Um, so go on, go on. Let's hear it. Okay. All right. Over on IMDb, it gets a six, flat okay. six out of ten. And then over on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give yeah. it seventy-one percent, okay. and then the audience give it fifty percent. So you are right Ooh, there spot with with so that six, audience score. Six, six, add seventy-one, add fifty-one. Was that fifty flat fifty? Right. So seventy sixty seventy-one. 50 man works out score so that comes out at an average of i would normally work that out off screen but never mind of about 60 <laughs> percent or six out of ten yeah so what do you think obviously i said five you picked it so I mean, what, what do you think to that i'm so i'm just so i'm torn torn i'm Natalie really torn about the whole thing like as a kid's film watching it in the 90s it was one of the best things I'd ever seen. Yeah. Um, and then watching it now, I just feel sad. Um, so I do don't... Do you feel sad because of the circumstances of the making of the film? Or just is it the film itself? The, just the the just the reminder of some of the shitty things that we can do to animals. So if I took those issues around it, those issues happened, right? Mm. And we've touched on them and they're bad and there's nothing we can do about it. So if I take them, I draw a circle around them and I remove them out of the issue, mm-hmm. is six out of ten underrated? I think it is, yeah. I think so, I, I, I think I would go, I think I would crawl up to probably a, a high six. I think high six. there's okay. enough in there. I think there's some good messages in there. Obviously, the animal is very impressive. I think Jesse is a good character. I think he's a really good actor as well, considering mm. how young he was and he's holding, you know, he's carrying a lot of that film. Mm. Um, and the music is fantastic and beautiful. So I do think there's enough there to to whack it up to a high six. Okay. If if if, if this was like six year old me, I'd probably it'd be like an eight and a half yeah, or yeah. a nine. Like if, if it was six year old Alice here doing this podcast with you, I'm I'd, not going to get I'd into be, all the yeah, difficulties uh, that that would bring up. The um, questions would be asked of me as how I indeed, coerce a six year old into doing a film podcast. But, but that would it would be yeah eight and a half to nine. Okay. That's okay. how much I so, loved it. So. If I'm saying five and you if I'm saying it five, I can't really say it's underrated because I said that before the scores came out. So let's say split decision. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm really interested to know what the listeners yeah, think. Yeah, absolutely. Of this as well. Yeah, we'll put really it out there on the know. socials and uh, yeah, let us know 
what you thought of Willy. So there we go, another one in the bag. Thank you for listening and for putting up with all the Willy jokes. I hope you think they're as hilarious as we thought they are. It's a split decision, so get in touch. We will put it to a vote on Twitter, but get in touch and let us know what you thought. Is Free Willy underrated? Alice says yes. I say no. You can have the deciding vote. And we will be back next week with another film and episode in your ears in all the usual places. So keep an eye out for that. In the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. If you just search for film, uh, just films and that, you'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, wherever you get your social medias. And we are there. We're on Patreon as well. If you're on Patreon and you want to throw in a little bit of money for some extra stuff, bonus content, extended episodes, uh, all the tiers are over there starting at £2.00 if you just search for just films and that on patreon any support you can give us will be massively appreciated we're also on the television aren't we alice we are indeed every friday from 6 p.m we are on the local tv network so if you live in birmingham bristol leeds liverpool or the northeast of england you can find us on channel 7 on freeview or if you live in north wales or south wales you can find us on channel 8 on freeview i'm also uploading all the videos to daily motion you lucky ducks so if you head on over there and type in just films and that you'll be able to see exactly what we're doing that's me and josh every friday from 6 p.m talking about all our favorite underrated and underseen films yes lots of ways to hear us see us alice I've had a whale of a time. <laughs> it was a, it was a, nah, I'm not as good at this nah, as you, you know, I'm not going to try and be funny. I'm um, floundering. <laughs> hey, anyway, we're finished. So um, we'll uh, see you next week for another episode. And thank you as ever for listening. It's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.